This is Spotlight, WMFE's arts, culture, and entertainment segment. The Spotlight is on now. I'm Talia Blake filling in for Nicole Darden-Creston. Orlando Fringe is kicking off its 2024 season next week with a four-day winter festival called Festin' Four, formerly known as the Winter Mini Fest. Tempest Halstead is the festival producer for Orlando Fringe. She says if you've never been to one of their festivals before, Festin' Four is the perfect introduction. For someone who's never been to a Fringe festival, what can they expect when they come to Festin' Four? They can expect live entertainment. For Festin' Four specifically, it is curated. So you can expect high quality entertainment that has been hand selected by myself. So we go out and scout at different friends festivals internationally and also nationally. So we bring in acts that we think are going to do really well with our audiences or our community. And we also bring back shows that have been in our previous festival who are slam dunks, right? They sold out shows or they got a Critics Choice Award or maybe they just flew under the radar and everyone was talking about them, but not everyone could see it. So you could definitely expect high quality live entertainment. We also have drinks. So you can expect to just have a drink and hang out. And then we have a visual arts component. So you can see art um, and we have an art market. So you can buy art from local artists. And then we have a kid's fringe portion. So then we have two shows, one of which are free. And then um, one is only $5 that are all ages shows. So there's a lot to expect for Festin' Four. It sounds like there's something for everybody, no matter the age. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about some of these shows that will be returning. So if people have been there before, what will they be able to see if maybe they missed it last time? So one show that I'm very excited about is The City Beautiful. It is a love story to Orlando. So it tells the history of Orlando and the complicated history of Orlando through music, through burlesque, through dancing. And one of the awesome things is, is that the last two years, they sold out their run completely. And then, so we brought them back because they got into May's Festival and they're going to do 2.0. So this is the last time that you can see this show before going into May Festival with a 2.0 version. So I'm very excited that they're coming back. We have a Ratman Happy Place is coming back, which is a local artist named Bruce. He is incredible. He's written so many shows in French festivals. So he's coming back. We have another show called Grabbing the Hammer Lane. They got so much buzz and they only had four day run at the beginning of our festival. And like by the end of their day, people are like, wait, you're leaving? Why are you leaving? We need to see your shows. Bring the tissues for that one because it will get you right into the heart. And then we have another show called The Family Crow, A Murder Mystery. And they did really well two years ago at our festival. And everyone kept talking about what an awesome puppet show it was. So there's a lot of slam dunk shows that are coming back. And, you know, among those shows, there are more than 20 shows being featured. Other than the ones that are returning, you know, what shows are generating the most buzz so far? So for me, because I'm generating that buzz, is this amazing physical clowny show where they play the last two rats in Alberta, Canada. Um, (laughs) And one is a street rat and one is a lab rat. And the street rat is teaching the lab rat how to be a real rat. And it's just so amazing. And they're such great physical comedy artists and their timing is perfect and their chemistry on stage is perfect. So 
I'm creating that buzz because I'm very excited for our community to see it. I'm excited for men of Motown. I love Motown music and they were supposed to be at the May Festival and unfortunately they had to cancel at the very last minute. But I'm very excited to see them. I just love that kind of music. I grew up on that music with my grandma. So I'm excited for them as well. And then the chair on the door is another one from an emerging artist. Uh, I got to see them in Vancouver and they're a solo performing artist. And it really deals with like things that you learned in your youth and the lessons that you've learned along the way. He grew up in a cult-like situation. So as he kind of progressed through life, each thing taught him different ways to handle his childhood. And I'm just very excited for him to come That sounds so exciting and it feels like such a unique position for you because as you said, you're generating that buzz, but you also get to, you know, show the city that you live in and the city that you love some of the shows that you're most excited about. Yeah, it is really a blessing that I get to do what I get to do is I get to travel to all of these different festivals and bring back for our community. When I make those selections, that's who I have in mind when I'm programming is the community. I just think, you know, our audience base really loves this kind of artist. Let me try and get that kind of artist here. Or our local community, you know, maybe they want a new work to be showcased. So I'm really privileged. So Festin 4 marks one year since Fringe moved into a new downtown Orlando art space. What have you learned since being in this new space? I think that we have learned that it's okay to be flexible, right? We have had a festival for 33 years, which is such a mature thing. And so when you get into year-round programming, it's such a different ballgame. You have to learn lessons from each individual production that came in. And then also, how do you still think about your festival and your patrons and giving its own quality time and, and quality attention? So I think that, you know, because it's such in its infancy, taking that time to always reevaluate what worked, what didn't work, what is the community asking for? Are we giving that to our community? How can we better listen to our community? So I'm excited that we're still in this phase of learning because then we know what our community needs and what us as an organization needs and how we uh, adapt and grow and take lessons from art space and implement them into the festival too, you know? There's always learning from both ends. And lastly, you know, if people want to go to Festin 4, you know, where can they find information? When is it? Tell tell them a little bit about the festival. Yeah. So the festival runs January 11th through the 14th at Fringe Art Space, which is downtown at 54 West Church Street. Uh, you can purchase tickets on our website at orlandofringe.org. All tickets are $15 and you do have to have a festival button to enter into any show, which is only $3 and you only have to purchase it once and it's good for the entire festival. And uh, I think that's all of the information. You can find a full show listing of all of the shows that are going to be in the festival at our website. You can read a little bit more details on them, what genres, photos, all of that. And then we have a teaser show on January 10th. 
And this is a fun little night to tease our audiences with the shows that are going to be in the festival. So they have three minutes to make an impact on you as an audience member. So they're giving you a nice little elevator pitch. And then we have some late night programming on the Friday and Saturday of the festival. So it is a fringe produced cabaret. And then on Monday, we have an amazing event that is a part of Festin 4, but like kind of an extension of Festin 4, which is a part of our educational program. It's called Fringe and Empowered. It's a workshop and conversation celebrating Black artists. So our lovely associate producer, Jordan Lewis, has produced this event to give educational workshops, speaking engagements, and things like that for Martin Luther King Day. Tempest Halstead, thank you so much. Thank you, Talia. That was Fringe producer Tempest Halstead talking about their upcoming Festin 4. Spotlight is a production of 90.7 WMFE News. Editorial guidance this week from LaToya Dennis. Support for Spotlight comes from our listeners. I'm Talia Blake. In for Nicole Darden-Creston, thanks for listening.